clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Authentically You. I'm Alexa Rain. I have a really exciting guest today. Her name is Shailene Cameron. And I think I'm just going to let you introduce yourself, to be honest, because I don't want to, like, I just know your messaging and I don't want to ruin that for you and how essentially she is like the go-to woman for impacting your business from a sales perspective and understanding it. So I really want to just sort of dive in and let you explain what you do. So I don't bosh it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So the simplest way to explain it is we've kind of got two legs to our business. Well, one is being that we help coaches, consultants, and course creators learn how to ethically sell their high ticket offers without feeling salesy or pushy. And part two of this is also helping business owners outsource their sales. So when they, maybe their love for sales calls is dwindling or their schedule's filling up or they have a bottleneck on time in their business where they just can't possibly take more and it's not a priority to take sales calls anymore, then we help them hire uh, a salesperson. And that's the full, like from start to finish, we'll walk you through the entire process. So those are the two parts of um, what we do. And uh do do you want me to get into numbers and that kind of stuff or I think let's pause there for a second I just want to sort of explain like why am I on a podcast that's about like authenticity connecting to who you are like why would I have Shailene on this on this episode (laughs) to explain and talk about sales repair like what I don't want you to turn (laughs) off the episode because it's going to be phenomenal and so I want to explain like Shailene and I connected through me developing my own business and how she actually was the person that invited me to commit and invest in developing my own business. And so I really connected with her from an authentic level. And that's why I wanted to bring her on because I think we've, we've talked about this before we popped on here is that there's so much stigma around sales and that someone like myself who considers herself a healer connects with women and really wants people to feel authentic feeling or like dealing with sales is like the most 180 from that aspect. And so that's why I wanted to bring her on here because she has this skill and this ability to connect with people. And I think, so before we get into like some numbers, can you sort of explain, I'm not sure if it's different because I'm not really a, a sales expert, but how you really feel that connection to people in regards to sales? Hmm. So for myself, I've 
I genuinely love people. I'm very curious. I'm the annoying person at the party when we could have parties that would ask the stranger all of the questions once it was like the first few minutes, you kind of like dip your toe in the water, you figure out if you like somebody and they're like, ooh, tell me everything. What's your favorite (laughs) color? Um, No, but I'm that person. I genuinely love people. I'm very curious about people and I'm very curious about what makes people tick right? So what drives them towards achieving their goals or what prevents them from achieving their goals or how people, um, how their belief system impacts their ability to take action or change. And so um, in a sales context, like it's really when you remove the numbers out of it, it's a, it's a people, uh, it's a human to human connection. That's, that's really all it is. And so um, I think as it relates to selling, it's really important that a person is genuinely curious about people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that like the curiosity is what sort of brings you to that authentic place of like, Hey, Mm -hmm. there is an angle, but there's an angle in everyone's life, right. Where Mm -hmm. your, your baseline is like, I just want to know more about you. And then you use that Mm -hmm. to leverage someone's mindset. It sounds like. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think the, the word leverage is really tricky, right? Because um, I think with sales, there's, there's so much confusion, it, and confusion and, um, and, it, and it's also like learned behavior around manipulation and persuasion. Right. So did I say the wrong word there with leverage? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's, it's the idea of leverage, not necessarily the wrong word. Right. But when, as we're relating to like leveraging people's mindset in the context of sales, that could go left or right. So persuasion is, you know, having a common goal with a person and, and it's in both people's best interests. Whereas manipulation is, is doing something that is in one person's interest. So I think as it relates to the word leverage, so I'm really specific <laughs> about language, right? I, when I teach I sales, it. it's, it's super important because that's where people get hung up. It's like, what do I say? What do I don't? Like, what do I not say? All of those things, right? Yeah, and I can definitely see how you would take that perspective of like, no, this is like manipulation. And I think for me, before mm-hmm. I got into this um, this business of my own, like connecting with women, that's what I felt it was like sales are gimmicky sales are about manipulating how like preying on your weaknesses you know yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what it, it really came down to me like what the picture of sales is really mm-hmm. yeah which is all learned right all of and, and all of that is totally fine because for a very long time sales have been taught in a certain way by a certain group of people um dominantly men Simon or uh, cisgender men, right? Um, and, and, and that comes with a certain lens on life in general. So it's only now that really we're unlearning those habits, like hard selling and, and, and pressuring and, and all of those things. Like that's what I'm huge on teaching is that it, it, that's not how you build a connection with somebody. Right. right. Yeah. And I think like for me, like when I think sales, like the first thing that pops in my head, like from my conditioning is like a used car salesman in mm-hmm. some suit, just trying to sell you something. Totally. And I think that really connects to authenticity is like, we all come from conditioning. We all come from these learned behaviors mm-hmm. and learned mm-hmm. patterns that we've been modeled or mm-hmm 
mm-hmm. even just like genetically been passed down through generations. And I think mm-hmm. sales is one of them. There's a lot of stigma around it. Mm-hmm. And I think a big thing for me that was fascinating about you is how you manage these, these sales teams of really successful businesses um, mm-hmm. and, and still have this ability to be authentic and show up. Like if you look at her social media, like she is just like, here is Shailene. It doesn't matter that she's so real. And so I really want you to mm-hmm. speak like, about let's get a bit into your numbers around these like business that you've helped grow and things like that mm-hmm. thanks yeah so um you know i'll keep the short the, the story <laughs> short but <laughs> i've been in the coaching industry since 2016 and i actually started um as a personal trainer and i was horrendous at sales so when we're talking numbers specifically I'm making a little um, numbers for Shay as I'm writing it down. Um, at the beginning, I had 20 sales conversations and nobody signed up with me. And what I didn't realize as a personal trainer is that you're really responsible for building a business. Yeah. And I was just going into it because I love people, like I said earlier, and I wanted to help others. And then I was surprised <laughs> to, to realize I had to build a client base, right? Like um, for those of you listening who, you know, maybe are entrepreneurs, that would really resonate. And Um, I eventually got it and eventually clicked because I started to build my confidence. I started to really look at myself and what is it that, like, how did I want to show up? So let's forget the numbers instead of it. How did I really want to show up and what was in alignment with me? Um, And then once I got it, so I had 20 consecutive no's. um, So that's, yeah, girl. So that's, you know, 90 minute presentations each back to back to back to back to back trying to build my business I'm I you can imagine all the tears and the the calls my mom got from me Um, (laughs) she's like okay you should get a job with the government oh Uh, no oh yeah yeah yes 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 love her and I was like all right I'll give myself a timeline so long story short I you know it was 10 months and I moved into a management position um moved across country moved provinces to a city, uh, Calgary, that I did had never visited. I opened a thirty thousand square foot gym there. I built a team of twelve trainers. We we um, grew the business to one point two million before I decided to step down. Yes, yeah, because I needed to do my own thing because it became too much about the numbers. Um, my goal was to climb the corporate ladder. You know that story. Been there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it wasn't my thing because the higher I got, the more removed I um, became from people. And so I started my own business. And then, you know, for the last almost three years, I've been managing a sales team for a seven figure business owner um, responsible for her sales and, and, you know, hitting certain targets um, and managing the sales team there while doing high volume sales myself for her, as well as. Uh, managing my own business and my own team and growing that on the side. So in terms of numbers at this point, um, I mean, I, I, we talked about it before we jumped to the call. I was like, <laughs> I've driven, you know, 2.5 million, probably three plus million at this point. Um, I've had well over a thousand sales conversations in wow. kind of formal-ish settings. It's probably higher, to be honest. I just, you stop counting at a certain point. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the quick summary of, of how I got to where I am now and, and the number side of it. Wow, 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 wow. Like I just, it's shocking to even, I know we've talked about it before we popped yeah. on, but every time I hear it, I'm just like, it blows my mind from, I just think like, what a badass woman showing <laughs> up, like, you know, conquering things that really are a male driven 
mm-hmm. aspect of the world, you know? And here you are like, just not, I don't want to say hustling. I don't, hustling is a word for me. Like when you're just showing up time after time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in a sales world that could probably be kind of, I'm a hustler and that's not what you probably want for your language. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's just so inspirational how you're like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm good at. And the fact that you're like resilient, like I know I sucked at the beginning. I had 20, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, honestly, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Like that yeah. would be so stressful. Yeah. So uh, I have a, a background in the arts. I went to art school. I have a photography degree. I did not come out. You, most people do not, are not very, very creative and strong creatively and also have a strong business sense. Like that, that is not something I was gifted with. Some people are unicorns like that. Me, not so much. No. So let's yeah. speak about that. And so you obviously, I'm assuming you feel like you still have this creative side of you and that's like more of your strong side of your brain, would you say? I would say now it's, it's, you know, I've done a lot of <laughs> uh, tests on this and I'm, I'm almost 50, 50. Mm. So for a very long time, incredibly creative. Um, and then over time, just more like the strategical tactical um, side of my brain is, is developed, but the, the creative side is definitely still there, it, sure. you know? Yeah. Which is useful in, in business. Totally. Well. Yeah. And I think that's like having 50, 50 is an incredible thing when you're dealing with business and and there's so much um I don't know the word I'm thinking of here but like to be able to bring in your creativity is so useful to have a business because there's so many obstacles you have to be able to like here is something that happened I got to be able to work around this and recreate what's happening so I can be successful because I think that's the biggest thing and you can speak to this more around building your own business whatever that is Mm -hmm. there's a lot of obstacles in the way so how do you sort of approach those Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So for me, I think I, I love to normalize, um, the experience of feeling our feelings. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. And just, just normalizing that, you know, at times it running a business is stressful. It's overwhelming. It's nerve wracking. It's anxiety provoking. You know, we're going to feel those things and expecting to not feel them is where people get hung up. Mm-hmm. right? Expecting that you shouldn't be feeling overwhelmed and shooting all over yourself is, is one of those things, right? Like it, it implies correctness that there should be another path that you're on. But I think um, in terms of resiliency, it's, it's not about how you feel as in if you're feeling doubtful about yourself, for example, it's how you pivot out of it, right? Because everyone feels doubt and it's normal to feel that. So to expect we shouldn't feel that is the problem. The expectation is the first thing. The second thing is how, how quickly can you pivot out of it, right? Because if you're spending a week doubting yourself, that's great. And where does that doubt then bleed into self-sabotage, right? Totally. Where does, and, then, and then it's like, okay, well then what maladaptive behaviors and stra- like unconscious strategies are you then bumping up against that are really kind of screwing you? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> do we swear on your podcast or do we not? Swear? I haven't even really thought about that, but okay. I'm, I swear as a normal human. So, okay. Okay. Great. Same, same these. Um, so yeah. And, and where does that self-sabotage come in and where we're really kind of fucking ourselves, right. Yeah. Um, with our doubt, <laughs> which is a full circle. Cause you can feel the doubt, but then how do you move out of it? So as it relates to like, how do you overcome those obstacles and keep going inside of your business? It's, it's, um, it's, it's, um, self-accountability mm-hmm. it's self-trust it's, um, you know, 
like, I, I would say it's really putting yourself first um, above the, um, the, the negative emotions that you're feeling because that's super normal. So it's like, how do we still take action and feel doubtful? How do we still feel anxious and still take action, right? Like yeah. all of that, yeah. And I think that's a real thing. And I can mm -hmm. speak from my, like I came from formal mental health, working as a clinician, then in like leadership, trying to like, like I'm saying, climb the corporate healthcare ladder. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm new to this entrepreneurial world. And it's true. Like there's always going to be an issue. And it's about like, this feels really crappy right now. I feel extremely anxious, but I also know I have to keep going or I'm not going to be able to fulfill my, my, for me, like fulfill my purpose on this planet. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's true. Like you're saying, like having accountability in yourself, having trust in yourself. And, and those things are so important when you're thinking about resiliency you have to be able to keep yourself accountable and I've had people reach out to me from business groups saying like oh you've had success you know and they and really like they want validation from me like well this isn't this isn't going the same as a b and c mm -hmm. you know and they want validation I'm thinking like it's about your mindset it's about like trusting the fact that you can trust yourself and the process you're going through a hundred percent it is. It is about your mindset. It's about your attitude. It's about your beliefs. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of that, of course, you, you have to take action to cultivate a mindset and an outlook on life that helps you in your business, even if you weren't dealt the best cards, right? Growing up or people have been through um, trauma or, you know, life is traumatic, but significant emotional events that have impacted a person. Like we have to take some level of responsibility for how we move out of that. Right. Because everybody goes through something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that there's, there's so many different paths that you can go on outside of that. Right. It's like, you can choose to struggle and be in a certain place. Um, you can choose to struggle and then decide to move out of it. You can choose to, you know, like it takes time, obviously, and it varies depending on what a person's been through. But I think that there's something really to be said for putting in the work to develop the mindset, right? Not everybody's born with, you're not born with that. Nobody no. is, you have to cultivate it. So taking responsibility inside of that to do, to do that for yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think like what I'm hearing you say is like, there are people who, and it's okay. Like you're saying, everyone's on a different, you know, journey in life. And, and yeah, I truly feel, and I think you resonate with this is like, everyone is capable of doing something. Mm -hmm. If only their mind was, you know, not getting the way or they cultivated different messages and beliefs about themselves. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing too, is like, I have this saying where it's like, you can either be a renter of your life or an owner of your life. And there are people mm, who will, will rent throughout their life and feel like I'm a victim and this is the message that they mm -hmm. attach themselves to. But mm -hmm. once you step out of that and you're like, you know what, I'm going to push through and I'm going to become an owner. I'm going to start showing up for myself. I'm going to have accountability. I'm going to believe that I can do something even in those moments where it feels really icky, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you're able to just conquer and achieve so much more. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. And I think, um, I wanted to talk like you have this thing that you I've watched you on social media talk about self-worth versus value and yeah. I think this really like fits in with that can you sort of dive into that a bit mm -hmm. yeah so specifically as it relates to money and sales right I often see people talk about 
charging your worth. That's that that's like a really beautiful motivational quote you'll see plastered on on the interwebs, right? Charge your worth, know your worth. Um, and I like to create the distinction between our self worth and the value that we provide to people. So our self worth is who we are as a person, which is priceless. We cannot put a price on ourselves. Um, and then the value that we provide to somebody, which is the results that we get someone as a business owner, as a service provider, that's what we price. We price our offers. We don't put a price on ourselves. So there has to be a clean line there because even in, in I'm sure you've even been in this scenario, Alexa, at some point where someone says, oh, I know you're worth it, mm-hmm. right? Like they're, they're, they're considering buying from you and investing in your services. And they're like, oh, you're worth it. I'm sure you're worth it. Uh, but it has nothing to do with our own worth. And even that, I mean, this runs so deep, right? Um, just linguistically uh, yeah. say, saying that. So it's a, it's a huge conversation, but I like to create the distinction between those, those two pieces because they are very different. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful because there's so much, um, I think there's so many gaps with self-worth around like, what do we attach our self-worth to? And this is just the same thing. It's the same as attaching your self-worth to your body size or a relationship. It's the same thing. If you attach your self-worth to your sale, then you're, of course, you're not going to come from, in my opinion, like an authentic place or see your true value that you can give to someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's kind of like, if you're thinking of it, cause I know you work with relationships, um, as well. It's, it's like, I would say attaching your self-worth to your service is kind of like a codependent relationship, Yeah, right? It's like the power over situation and, and we're the ones that are losing the service provider that's selling the, the, the program or whatever is the one that's, that's not in the good position of codependency. It's not good at all codependency, but you know, um, that's kind of what I think of when it, when that pops up, like what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really true comparison. Never even really thought mm-hmm. about that, but it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's same thing. Like I have value in a relationship. I have value to give you as um, whatever it is your business is, you know, mm-hmm. and if you see that value, that's where the message is going to come from. And I can say this from, mm-hmm. you know, let's rewind back to when I started um, in sales, like it was terrifying for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to help women. I just want to connect with people. And mm-hmm. I do not want to do a sales call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the barrier for me was like, I don't want to come across as, you know, not like I feel like do I know my worth in regards to the value that I can give someone versus do I am I just here to like take someone's money which isn't true you know if you're in business let's hope that it's like an authentic place that you're coming from Mm -hmm. um but I think when you think about like how do you feel like for a barrier I'm trying what am I trying to say here it's like I feel like you're on the direction of pushy like feeling pushy salesy is that kind of where you're going yeah 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 like the barrier of like I don't want to feel pushy and I want to actually show people that what my value is that they can give them Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. how do you overcome that sort of aspect so the way that I look at it is this selling is serving now, some people may not say they're, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. I believe they are because when you sell properly, um, it's heavily service focused, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't mean you're coaching on a call. That doesn't mean you're, you know, doing these types of things inside of a sales conversation. It means that you're not making the acquisition of the sale about you. Like you're not going into it with the mindset of, 
of um, I'm making money off of this person, mm-hmm. right? It, you're going in with a mindset of how can I help them? And that's one thing, like a little mindset um, hack or mantra, whatever you want to call it, um, I give to sales reps that I'm training. It's like, I want you to start your call before you even get on a call with saying to yourself, how can I help them? Mm-hmm. Because that grounds you in a place of service of saying, okay, so why did this person jump on a call with me? Right. Cause we have to think of yeah. behaviorally everything that a person does before they even decide to have a conversation with you. Right. They Google you, they'll creep your Instagram. They'll look at a post, they'll watch a video, they'll join your Facebook group. They'll do your, like check out your website. They do all of these things before they even decide to talk to you. So, so it, it would be a disservice to then jump on a call and say, okay, this is about me and the money I'm going to make. No, it's about helping the person. So how can I help them is how I, it just one thing that I, I teach people to overcome um, the idea that they can be pushy and, and salesy inside of a conversation. Also, um, just another kind of reframe on that is if you're a person who is concerned with being manipulative or pushy or salesy, mm-hmm. you likely don't have the capacity to be that person. Ah, interesting. Right? Like it's probably not in your, your repertoire <laughs> right. of, of tools. So, it, um, because that demonstrates a level of empathy, right? Like you're, yes. you're, you're, you have a level of consideration for the other person. So if you're concerned about it, you're likely not going to be doing that. Um, that being said, if, you don't take the time and put the energy um, into learning how to sell both from like a tactical and a strategic standpoint and getting the mindset right. You're, it can come off as um, basically just uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. Uncertainty, a lack of clarity, then you're confusing people and, and, and then that just, it's not smooth and it's awkward on both sides. So um, that's kind of how I, like two things I would raise to, to your question. Like, what do you do when you're concerned about being salesy or pushy or anything like that? Okay. I hope that entrepreneurs are listening. Cause this is like some solid tidbits that she is giving us right now. <laughs> like, you know, she is being so generous with her information right now. And I'm just really grateful for that because I think it's so, it just resonates so much with me. Like I remember when I started, when I was not skilled and I still wouldn't say I'm an expert in sales, but I've come a long way, um, mm-hmm. is if I'm coming from a place of desperation, you mm-hmm. know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, word, really, yeah. it, it shows across the thing, it, across the sales call, you know, it shows that I'm like not coming from a place of authenticity. I'm not coming from a place of like, what can I do to help you? I'm coming from a place of like, I need to close this sale. And that was a big shift for me. Yeah. was learning to like, okay, it's, it's okay, Alexa, like just pause yeah, and know that, you know, your stuff, you have a lot of value to give someone and it's truly about connecting and helping this person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And your energy changes, how you communicate changes, right? Your, your brain is all focused on the service side of it, right? Of like, what does this person need? And that's going back to what we talked about at the very beginning. You're like, what is it like? Why, why sales essentially? Right. And and I said the level of curiosity. So that is just being curious about how can I help them? Mm -hmm. Right. That, that just kind of circles back here too. Yeah. And I think that's, 
that's just a solid piece of information in my opinion and not even like mm-hmm. in just sales but in life in general mm-hmm. you know I think it really translates across any avenue is like just be curious I really love that like everyone if you have nothing else you get from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> be curious yeah you yeah know? yeah yeah I think that's really value because I've had people and I used to work in the um I can remember that multi like isogenics. That's what I don't want to multi-level marketing. Yeah. Multi-level marketing. I used to do that. I tried it and it was really awful for me. (laughs) Um, I've had people, you know, reach out and I just feel like that, like, is there a difference between that sort of marketing versus selling services or your value to someone? Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, So I mean, oh wait, can you, can you ask that again? Yeah. So, so someone who's coming from a place, I guess, of like, um, selling a product or looking at developing like a multi-level aspect of their, of a business, is there a different, um, connection you're having with people versus if I'm coming with like, here's a value, like a a service I can provide you that will Mm. help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with multi-level marketing, it's a, I mean, they, they, companies, like this our own marketing and their own sales tactics right and I've I mean because I've been doing this so long I definitely see themes and I'm pretty familiar with the model um but that being said I I wouldn't say that I because we're working with people at the end of the day right, right? um selling a service and selling a product are two different things right the approach is different there but at the end of the day if you're working in a multi-level marketing company and you are let's say I focus specifically on services. So if you're selling a service though, you still can have that human to human connection. Um, The problem is, is how sales are taught in So it's the root of the teaching. That's the issue inside of those companies, not the people on the other side trying to build their businesses. And I'm wondering if that's where you felt your disconnect. Um, It's like what you were being told to do wasn't in alignment with who it was, who you are as a person. No, I think that really resonates with me because I feel like when I was in that world versus like, you know, working with you and listening to all of your stuff, it's just such a different feeling for me. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like, it's not gimmicky. It's not salesy. It's about actually connecting with that person. I think that's, that makes sense to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's where you learn from that really matters big time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you you know, if you were a woman, I mean, you are, but <laughs> <laughs> we're on the right track. Yes. Are you yes. Yeah. 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 Um, if you were a woman popping into business right now, starting your own business, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to like come across from an authentic place, what would your biggest take home message be for them? I would say, you know, as, as scary as it can feel for some people is to put the time and the money and the energy into learning sales and not even just, not even just with me, like in general, because what I learned, um, when I started my business, I oddly enough, you know, jumping out of corporate, having driven over a million in sales and then doing it for myself, it was still two very different things, learning to sell your own stuff, your own services. Right. So don't make it the last thing. Like make it make sales your priority to learn and getting revenue in the door 
a priority so that your business can grow and you can sustain yourself. Cause far too many, far too many people po- like focus on the pretty things of the business, like the website design and, mm. and the, the graphics and having a, a great Instagram feed and all of those things, you know, have a, a purpose and a place. But if you leave your finances to the bottom of the barrel, then that's exactly where it'll be. So I would say, you know, make it a priority on whoever you invest with. If you get a business coach or a sales coach or whoever, um, that there's a sales aspect involved in that so that you can learn how to do it, even if it's scary, because that you, you need, you need, you need sales to sustain your passion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't just show and show up and present itself. No, yeah. I wish though, right? Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good piece of information because I would totally attest to that. You know, I feel like if you're coming from a place of like, I have a service to provide someone, you know what you have to provide, hopefully. Um, But it's, it's the back part of things that you need to learn how to do like sales call, which is like literally the most terrifying part of me starting my own journey of um, healing for people was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this message across to women without feeling like, I'm making them feel uncomfortable because that's not what I want to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you overcame it though. What you moved from, like you're, you're a testament to that. Right. And so am I, is that you can feel all those things, like going back to normalizing it. It's like, we can feel scared and nervous and you're like, I don't want to come across this way. And you just have to lean into the discomfort of that and say, okay, but this is my, my bigger vision is here. And I'm, nobody can see my hands, but you can. Um, <laughs> it's like the vision is on the top of the mountain, right? We want to get to the top of the mountain. We're sitting at the bottom. We've got our hiking boots on and we don't know how we're going to get up there, but we know we need to get there. So it's like, you need to do whatever's necessary in order to climb to the top of that mountain. And if that means overcoming the fear and the nervousness around selling, it means you do it because your vision needs to be greater than your fear. Oh, look at that motivational quote. Stunning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. I really love it. Yeah. And it's so true. Like I, I really feel that you have to be able to look at yourself and and like I'm saying like both of us testament. like it sucks at the beginning mm-hmm. you're like this is not something I can do and then boom you conquer it and once you conquer that there's a lot of evidence that shows conquer little mountains like that you can then climb Everest here we are motivational quote after motivational quote much <laughs> <laughs> again yeah oh gosh I just say like there's a lot of evidence that shows like it in order to be resilient in life in the long game big picture you have to be able to overcome small obstacles and this is just one of those so I love that I think it's a really valuable tip and information of just like put your sales with top priority and I totally 100% 100 agree with you on that for sure yeah yeah yeah. it's it's vital right to to having what you to, to achieving what it is that you want to achieve and that that goes back to even what we talked about a little bit earlier is normalizing Yes. those that, that feelings right like normalizing those feelings and, and making sure that you can acknowledge them and say hey this is okay and I still need to take action yeah right? exactly yeah. um I, I just want to say like from a psychology background myself like you have so much knowledge in regards to like language um how you approach things from like a psychology aspect even yeah. in regards to like being in a sales part of the world yeah I think that's really fascinating I think yeah. in my opinion, it's probably why you're so successful at what, what you <laughs> Thanks. I have an obsession. So my secret hobby, like I said, is, uh, I'm really curious about people. So, uh, I spend a lot of time 
reading articles by psychologists. Um, I also have my own psychologist, you know, um, a huge advocate of therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big part of my life. And uh, I'm a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming. So from the language standpoint and the belief standpoint, like, you know, I invested in myself and spent years learning that. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a smush of all of that, plus my sales experience. So that's why when I work with people, I do really focus on the mindset piece, regardless of the level they're at, right? Right. Um, the mindset, and then we move into the strategy side of it. So they work well together. It all makes sense now. I'm mm. obviously a psychology nerd, and yeah. I can now even more validate the fact that we feel connected. So. <laughs> <laughs> right I agree yeah, I yeah. agree oh yeah. well this is so lovely I think we should end it here because I think that's just a fascinating point in my opinion um where can people find you yeah so I'm on Instagram at sc mentoring is my handle um I also have a free roadmap on there so if you're a person who you know maybe even you're taking a couple of sales calls um or maybe your calendar is like a little bit full or super full. Um, we do have a free roadmap for how to hire a salesperson and you can really be at any level inside of your business to outsource your sales. So that's a free little download you can snag, um, there as well. I love that. And I think that's one of the next steps in my business too, is like outsourcing sales for sure. Yeah. So Um, exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So thank you so much for popping on here. Um, honestly it's been a pleasure of mine as well I think it's just fascinating how we can see women across different realms of the world showing up being successful being badass as well as like listening to their core and being like real and down to earth yeah oh my gosh thank you for having me this has been great yeah it's been awesome thank you so much (laughs) 